We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call on this Thursday. Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, and T.P. Hammock with you here on this Thursday. And we are now excited to go back to our orthopedic clinic phone line where we welcome on Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals, kind enough to take some time out of his day to join us. Brian, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We appreciate you being on. So a lot of talk about in Auburn athletics right now. We'll get to basketball in just a few minutes, but let's start some Auburn football, Brian. And last weekend felt like one of the more all-around and just impactful Auburn football weekends in quite some time. Uh, just talk a little bit about the momentum that now finally starts to feel real during the season for this football team. Yeah, and I think when you talk about last week, you've got to talk about going into last week because, you know, Auburn was the underdog at Arkansas. Arkansas was coming off a really nice win at Florida, right? So, um, you know, that was going to be a tough game going into it and one that a lot of people thought that Arkansas would win. But um, Arkansas, Auburn went up there and dominated it and um you know, I think that's a big step forward for this program because uh, until then, uh, they had won five games they were favored in and lost four games they were underdogs in. And they flipped that script up in Arkansas. And, you know, of course, they're favored, uh, I think, by around three touchdowns this weekend. Got to like their chances there. And then, you know, there'll be an underdog against Alabama, but we know that um, the Iron Bowl at Jordan-Hare Stadium, uh, a lot can happen on, you know, a, a late afternoon Saturday, right? Oh, uh, we we know it quite well, and if 2021 can be a woulda, shoulda, coulda, we know that yep. we know that they're all uh, within the realm of possibility. Uh, so, Brian, with the quarterback situation, in Auburn. I mean, when we talked early in the year, uh, it was still Robbie Asher getting packages. We we saw that uh, kind of digress into then all of a sudden playing full sequences and that sort of thing. Last few weeks. Obviously, it helps Peyton Thorne playing well to, to start these games, but we've seen it all be Thorne. Has it been as simple as just allowing him to have the full offense and allowing him uh, to just go at it without any interruption, or is there just vastly different stuff that this uh, staff is calling? Just what has aided Peyton Thorne in becoming the more confident version of himself, the, the, the version of himself that we saw a lot at Michigan State? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. I think it helps not rotating with Rob anymore, knowing he's the guy and that rotation's over with. I think it's helped that um, Auburn's been able to use more pace here in these games, right? They haven't been, you know, playing the LSU offense or the Georgia offense or, you know, some of these teams that they were really concerned about, you know, with their depth on defense, like going up there and running pace against, like Ole Miss too. Uh, and then I, I do think that um, Freeze has been more involved in, setting up game plans, uh, calling plays. You know, you're seeing more of his offense now, and I think Robbie, I mean, excuse me, I think Peyton is more comfortable in, in that style of offense, and I think it also helps him when he's in offense where you have to make really quick decisions and he doesn't have to sit in the pocket and think a whole lot. I think he kind of, kind of panics sometimes when he does that, but uh, when you just take a, a couple of step drops and, and make a quick decision, I think that's a real benefit to him. So, Brian, uh, everyone's looking forward to that Iron Bowl next week, but will do people realize that this New Mexico State team coming in is 8-3 and three on the year? So talk about yep. what Tiger fans can expect to see in Jordan-Hare this weekend against the uh, this revamped New Mexico State team. 
Well, if he's healthy, they've got a really talented dual-threat quarterback that can be trouble for any defense, including Auburn. And I think they've won it's five or six games. I can't remember, but they are on a winning streak now. I think they're eight and three. Um, so they're one of the best teams in the group of five. Uh, so, you know, this is a game that Auburn does need to show up and be competitive in and, you know, come with that same energy they did in the last three games. Um, it's, it's not a team you want to fool around with and let them hang, hang there to the fourth quarter. So, um, but I think Auburn can do that, right? The, the way they're playing right now, the confidence they have. Uh, I just, uh, I'd be surprised if, if they don't go out there and put up some pretty good numbers, especially on offense. Brian, talk about how this football team has handled the injuries this year. There hasn't been a lot of, you know, like high-profile guys that have gotten hurt, but the, the ones that they, they have had injured at times have been a pretty big impact to the team. Talk about how they've handled that throughout this year. Well, and most of them have been on defense, and um, great to have Keontae Scott back. Uh, great to have um, the linebacker. I cannot never remember his name. Um, Austin Keys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, yeah, Austin Keys from Ole Miss. Uh, very important to have those two guys back. Jalen McLeod has come back from a high ankle sprain uh, to be SEC Defensive Player of the Week, so he's finally getting back to 100. percent And then, you know, the, Javarius Johnson on offense has been banged up for a good portion of the season, so having him healthy certainly helps out a lot too. But I, I would say Auburn has gotten healthy at just the right time. I'm not aware of any injury concerns for this football team going to New Mexico State. And if, if things go well Saturday, they're going to you know, probably get those backups in as soon as possible and just have everybody raring to go you know, for the next Saturday in, in, in the Iron Bowl. With Jalen McLeod having the week he did uh, against Arkansas and feeling like he's finally 100%, just with overall really good defensive line play against Arkansas, as they try to make that stick against Alabama, a team with, with a quarterback in Jalen Milrow who makes a lot of big plays, he does take his, his share of sacks, though. Uh, what's your confidence level in the Auburn front being able, I know we're looking ahead a little bit, but what, what's their confidence level uh, of being able to disrupt Milrow and disrupt uh, everything they're trying to do in the backfield? Well, I think my confidence level goes up being in Jordan-Hare Stadium and knowing the type of noise and type of atmosphere that, that the Alabama offense is going to have to try to operate in and how disruptive that's been to that offense in the past. And, um, you know, this Alabama offense runs through Milrow now, right? He is he is the guy, whether he's throwing the ball or using those legs to run. Those you know, Duthwick guys can be really tough to contain. But if you're Auburn, it's also good to know that that's the guy you got to get to, you know, and that's the guy um, that the noise can affect the most. So um, I, I do think that Auburn, you know, if, as long as they go out there and, you know, tackle and, and do the, the, the things they need to do, can be really effective defensively against this offense and uh, keep Auburn in the game until the fourth quarter, where is what you want to be when the sun goes down during Hare Stadium, right? Absolutely. And, and who knows, this could be the last uh, 230 Iron Bowl. Uh, for a little while, depending on the, the primetime slot for ESPN and ABC. And so uh, w- we might even get the full version of, of uh, Under the Lights uh, one of these years yeah. in the near future. Talking to Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals today on Sports Call. Brian, let's talk a little basketball now. Interesting trip ahead for the Tigers as they go up to Brooklyn. Opportunity against Notre Dame tonight and then against either Oklahoma State or St. Bonaventure tomorrow. What do you look to see uh, out of the Tigers as they perform against uh, some, some neutral site opportunities? Well, you know, I thought when they went out to uh, South Dakota and played Baylor, I thought they played really good for, you know, 36 minutes and just kind of fell apart for that little stretch there late in the second half. And, um, 
So you just want to see them perform better down the stretch, you know, against a good quality Notre Dame team, which has some talent for sure. And, uh, you know, has this new staff now with some good young players. So um, you just want to see this team go up there and compete and finish uh, like they were able to do it uh, at, uh, against Baylor. And then, you know, I think it's also a good test playing back-to-back games, whether it's Oklahoma State or St. Bonnie, both are going to be good teams. Uh, another good test for Auburn playing, you know, twice in a 24-hour span. I think that's a, a another nice test for this team that, you know, you might look back um, a few months from now and say that was a benefit to them. Brian, you know, you look at this basketball roster. Uh, if you knew new faces on on the team, but you know, one big name that that made the return was Janai Broom. Uh, in in the fa- last game, you know, you had 18 points from Broom uh, to lead the way for the Tigers against Southeastern Louisiana. How big is it going to be in these next two games up in in Brooklyn to, to have him kind of take charge and lead this basketball team for uh, going up there? Well, when he is, you know, hitting a shot from perimeter and doing all the things that he can as an athletic five that makes it really difficult for other teams to defend Auburn all around uh, the circle. You know, it's not just Broom, uh, but I feel like he can open up things for the other players um, with, with his play. So, uh, and I, I think he's an exciting player. Uh, we heard so much, much about the work he put in during the NBA draft process, ultimately decided to return to Auburn, but um, you're seeing signs already how much he's improved, especially as that kind of a stretch five in this system and I think Pearl's adjusting his system to Broom's ability, and they certainly have the depth now to, to run a lot of players out there and be more aggressive defensively and run more and do a lot of things you'd like to see out of a Bruce Pearl type team. So, Brian, we're talking about basketball here. We're only two games in, but the excitement of Aiden Holloway has just been phenomenal to watch, you know, coming in as a high recruit. And uh, in the Baylor game, he was incredible to see. Talk about uh, what Auburn fans can continue to expect to see from uh, Holloway this season. Yeah, and you got to remember the Baylor game. He's probably 75% maybe at best with the ankle. Um, so, yeah, and he's only going to get better as he gets experience. Uh, he, he is a really exciting player. You know, a guy that um, can play point or the two, and you know, I, don't, I don't think there's anything he can't do on the um, on the floor, right? You know, he's got to uh, continue to get better defensively. He will because he's a really good athlete, but um, he can score, he can shoot, he can dribble, penetrate, he can, uh, you know, find that upper man and get those assists and, uh, you know, make his teammates better. So, yeah, he's, he's a fun guy to watch. And, you know, I don't think Trey Donaldson has had his best two games yet, but... Um, I, I think Trey's going to have a terrific sophomore year. He's just got to get it going. And maybe this this trip to New York will get him going. But uh, I'm excited about him, too, this season. And, and speaking of those two guys, I, I think we have not yet seen them both on the court at the same time. Is that something you think Auburn would explore uh, at, at some point this year? Or is, there, is it just going to be hard because of the defensive challenges? I mean, it, it, it just feels like Holloway is a guy you got to have out there a lot. But people still really love the the potential of Donaldson too. I think there's a good chance we're going to see that. You know, it's a long season. You know, players are going to get banged up here and there. Players will get in foul trouble. You're going to have to uh, go with different combinations at different times. So, yeah, I do think we're going to see those guys on the court together at the, at the point guard and off guard. And, you know, I really think those guys are interchangeable in that way. Um, you know, as far as who can play the one or the two when they're out there together, I think they both can do it, which – Again, maybe a matchup issue uh, when they're both out there for opposing teams. And then, Brian, I'll give you a, a bonus baseball question here. I know that the fall, right. 
fall world series just happened uh is it a, a a good or a great idea to incentivize steak dinners for the winning team in those scrimmages well they've been doing it for i think nine straight years now oh wow and, okay uh, and, and butch has um certainly uh produced some incredible results for Auburn baseball historically um impressive results so uh, yeah i think they're gonna keep doing it and um you know, it's just a little fun thing to do at the end of a long, you know, four or five weeks of fall workouts and, and uh, fall practice. And uh, they did wrap that up and they had their uh, dinner, I guess it was last night. And um, I think the reason to be excited about the baseball program. I mean, there's some great changes coming to Place Park this year and next year. And I really think Auburn's pitching staff with Joseph Gonzalez back as that number one guy can be really, really strong this year. The only caveat there is the SAC is, is is freaking loaded again. I mean, they got great teams up and down. So, you know, I think it was Ole Miss that finished, I don't remember exactly where they finished two years ago, maybe eighth in the SEC, something like that, and, you know, won the World Series. You know, you could see something like that happening again. I think that's how deep this conference is. Yeah, and we were also seeing that they signed a good recruiting class, and yet LSU, yep. who was number one, had like 10 more top 100 recruits <laughs> or something silly yeah. like that. So uh, the, the SEC continues to be loaded in baseball, that's for sure. We're speaking with Brian Matthews today on this Thursday edition of Sports Call. And Brian, again, busy time of the year, as of course we've been talking about. Uh, so what do you and the crew at Auburn Rivals have lined up here in the coming days? Well, I appreciate that. Well, full coverage of both of our basketball games and the football game coming up Saturday. And, of course, recruiting has been going well lately. Auburn got three nice commitments uh, over the past, you know, six or seven days. And uh, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that because things will certainly heat up as we get closer to December 20th in the early signing period. Uh, I think, um, you know, what you freezing the staff are doing uh, there is just really, really impressive. And uh, that's really going to change the trajectory of this program, I feel like, uh, with a couple more recruiting classes. But uh, all that more at AuburnSports.com. You can follow me on X Twitter or threads at BMATAU. He's Brian Matthews, again, of Auburn Rivals, AuburnSports.com, joining us today. Brian, as always, we certainly appreciate the time. Uh, we wish you well over this holiday uh, season. We hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving, and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Same to you all. Thanks for having me.